Good morning, beloved. Uh, this is Good Friday, uh, the very first Good Friday in over 2,000 years where Christians all over the world are meeting online and are not able to go to church. Um, we are going to find Banabitsu without any waste of time. Our scripture reading from the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. Um, and it reads, Godzilla, the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the privilege of being able to share and talk about your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, we pray that nothing stands in your way, in the way of our hearts and your mouth. Speak, Heavenly Father. We are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, but I mean, so very, very quickly, I want to share with you a couple of things, a couple of ideas around the, the, the blood. Um, I want to share with you, um, as I said, the, the essence or the significance uh, of the blood, uh, I want to share with you the story of the blood in the scripture, how, how we track the story of the blood in the in scripture. Um, I want to share with you the strength of the blood or the power of the blood or the resilience uh, of, of the blood. And, and I want to conclude by sharing with you the stampa or the mystery uh, or the enigma of the blood uh, in, in scripture. Beloved, the very first time the blood is mentioned, the first mention of the blood in Scripture is in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. Um, in fact, the blood is mentioned first um, on a murder scene where Cain has killed his brother, Abel. And, and the Bible says, God asked the question, what have you done? Your brother's blood is crying out to me. You know, this is the very first time the Bible mentions the word blood. Um, it, it mentions it in a very tragic and unfortunate uh, scene where one person has killed another. And the word blood comes to the surface for the very first time. In, 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 in scripture. The last time the Bible mentions the word blood, it's of course in the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 19, verse 13. It talks about a being, um, Jesus Christ in this case, and the Bible says he was dressed in a garment that was dripped in blood, and his name was the Word. The last mention of the word blood in your scripture, it talks about Jesus being draped in blood. Okay, But in between the first and the last mention, there has been other several mentions uh, in the Bible, which I will go, go through very, very quickly uh, uh, in, in, this, in, this, in this teaching. But what is blood? Um, blood is a very interesting part of our body. Uh, blood, muddy is a fluid in your body. 
Um, in essence, it's got two functions. In essence, it's got two functions. So your blood has two parts to it. Uh, the solid part of your blood has got two parts. It's got red blood cells and white blood cells. Okay? The red blood cells transport oxygen and nutrients okay? um, to, to your organs. Uh, it transports oxygen and nutrients, basically transports life um, to your organs. The white blood cells function is to is to fight infections. Yeah, you know when when you are sick, it is the white blood cells that work. Uh, when you have a cut, it is the white blood cells that goes to the cut and actually heal you. Uh, white blood cells fight infections, fight diseases, but they also deal with toxicity in 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 in, in your body. Um, red blood cells transport life. White blood cells actually defend you they cleanse your body so that is a function of your blood in in, in, in blood in, in your in your body but let me go back to the three key ideas i want to share with you very very quickly one is throughout scripture the bible teaches that blood is life in fact there's a scripture that says literally blood is life so moses uh, through his law forbids banaba israeli to eat the reason is because there is life. So basically, don't eat life. It is a very funny and interesting way. So, so blood is life. Where there is no blood, there's definitely death. Blood is life. The second idea that I want to share with you is that Blood in the Bible uh, moves through different epochs. And in every different epoch, blood has a slightly different meaning. Okay, For example, as I said, in the first mention of, of, of the word blood in scripture, blood signif signifies life. So, so, so Cain kills his brother Abel and God says his blood is crying out of him. So in other words, when Cain you have snuffed out life out of your brother. You have snuffed out his blood. And I see his blood here. And I know when I see his blood here, I know he's dead. He's got no life. Because his life, his blood, I see here. Then it moves from just meaning life to being a substitute. So in the scripture that we've read, the Bible says death was hovering around in Egypt. And everybody in Egypt was facing it. Everybody in Egypt was exposed to it. Just like we're exposed to the coronavirus here. Everybody, rich and poor. Okay? Egyptian, non-Egyptian. Israelite, non-Israelite. Everybody was exposed to, to, to death. The Bible says, and God says, slaughter and, and, and put blood on your doorpost. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. In other words, blood is going to be a substitute for your life. And then it moves, not only does it move now from, from, from life to a substitute, blood now has a slightly different meaning when you see an encounter a man called Abraham. The Bible says blood was shed to seal a covenant between Abraham and God. 
covenant that we, we live by today, the covenant of blessings, the covenant of protection, the covenant of provision, the covenant of, of God basically going before us. That particular covenant that we enjoy today was sealed in, in, in blood. The third idea I want to share with you, the first one was, of course, blood is life. The second one is blood moves through different epochs in terms of meaning in scripture. The third idea is the power of blood, okay, the strength of blood. Okay, Blood is like energy. Uh, the law of thermodynamics says you can never really create or destroy energy. Energy remains there. Okay? Blood is like that. It's very resilient. It's very strong. That is why when Cain killed Abel, God says, well, you have killed him. Uh, he's dead there, but he has his blood. You see, the blood is still alive. The blood remains a symbol of the life of Abel. Blood is resilient. Blood is eternal. Blood has power. The, 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 the whole concept of, of, of atonement was based on the resilience of blood. Okay, the whole nation has sinned. Uh, you want something done about the sin? Slaughter a goat, slaughter a sheep, slaughter a ram, and then your sins will be forgiven. Okay? Whatever you have done, once there's blood, the blood has the power to forgive, the blood has the power to cleanse, the blood has the power to restore your, your, your life. Okay. And the fourth and final idea I want to end up with is, is the mystery of the blood. There is something completely mysterious about the blood and, and how God sees the blood or how the blood is portrayed in, in, in Scripture. Now, the last mention of blood in the Bible, we see Jesus being draped, being, being, being draped, the Bible says he has a garment on that's draped in blood, full of blood. And, 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 and the Bible says his name is the Word. It's very, very mysterious, but it's got very, very interesting and powerful uh, um, um, uh, uh, inclinations. Okay. The, the mystery of blood is, can also be understood in, in a slightly different way. You see, when a woman is pregnant, God has designed a system, a womb, in such a way that throughout nine months of the child being in, in the mother's womb, the child is sealed from his mama's blood. So the, the mama, the, the mother can only give the child nutrients, food, but never blood. That is why when there's a dispute in terms of who the father of the child is, they do what they call a paternity test. There's nothing called a maternity test. It's always a paternity test because inside the womb, in the child, the stamp, the DNA is that of the daddy. That's why they call it the paternity test. Isn't it interesting that the Bible says the Virgin Mary was made pregnant by the Holy Spirit? So that Jesus' blood is not 
contaminated by his mom's blood. That Jesus' blood is only that of his Father in heaven. So that when Jesus today becomes a substitute for our sins, so that when Jesus dies, so that when Jesus sheds his blood on the cross, so that when Jesus gives blood on the cross, so that when Jesus gives life on the cross, it is life that comes from his daddy. It is life that has not been contaminated by his mother Mary. It is life that is eternal. That is why Passover is so important to because when I see the blood, I will pass over you. If you have accepted the blood of Jesus, if you have received the blood of Jesus, if you believe in the blood of Jesus, you have life. Not from a human being, but from God himself. God bless you. Have a wonderful Easter. Remember, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. There's a lot of anxiety out there, but when I see the blood, I will pass over you. There's a lot of worry and concern, but when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Right at the end of scripture, we see Jesus, the word himself, the Bible says, being dressed in a garment that has been draped in blood. It's been draped in life. God bless you and enjoy the Easter.